Did you know that BDSM and kink are healthy outlets for aggression, imagination, and attention? Hi, welcome to The Partition, home of kinky wellness. My name is Dana Shergel, and I am a sexual wellness instructor that dives deep into all things kinky. I'm here to show why kinky sexual wellness deserves a rightful spot within the wellness conversation. So let's talk about it. Hey, and welcome back. Today, I'm going to be talking about the amazing experience that I had over the weekend at the Men Who Take Baths Season 3 party, benefits of group therapy, and tips when attending an event like this for the first time. But first, I want to give a special shout out to Dougie, aka Professor X, from our Healing Through Magic Mushrooms episode for sending me the invite and making this all happen because it truly was an amazing experience. So let me get started. Over the weekend, I had the absolute pleasure and honor of attending the Men Who Take Bass Season 3 party. Now, before I got the invite, I didn't know what Men Who Takes Bass was all about. You know, I'd never heard of it. So in case you're like me and don't know what this is, Men Who Take Bass is a creative and innovative approach to exploring masculinity with men. And the premise is that men will literally get into a bathtub filled with bubbles and are interviewed on topics revolving around masculinity and what it means to be a man. And the event was hosted at the Darling Mansion in Toronto. And for those who have never seen the Darling Mansion, I'm going to post the Instagram link in the description so you can check it out for yourself because it seriously is one of the coolest venues I have ever been to in Toronto. And although this is a little off topic, the Darling Mansion really was the perfect backdrop for this experience because the vibe is just next level in there. So the venue is like an old Victorian mansion that has a ton of 70s porn and rock and roll aesthetics built into it. And it had these cool animal heads everywhere and exotic art and there wasn't a bare wall in sight and they had all these, you know, cool and wicked things going on. And it really is truly an artful masterpiece. So make sure you check that out. But anyways, back to the event. Now the event was hosted by a lovely and genuine woman named Nicole and her team. And it included two live bathtub interviews and two men's circle sessions. The event also had a bunch of incredible sponsors such as Cero, who sponsored the microdosing samples. There was Groovy, who sponsored the non-alcoholic refreshments, which were so fucking good. And K Pure Naturals, who gave each guest a special bath bomb. But what was cool about these bath bombs is that they're kind of like a fortune cookie instead. So, but instead of a fortune, right, they had this self-reflection question. So, you know, I didn't know that. So when I was using it, I kind of felt like I was still experiencing the men who take baths event in the comfort of my own bathtub. So that was pretty cool. So how the event went was before we started each men's circle, we would begin with some deep breath work and then we'd move into the questions. So basically what happened is that everyone who wanted to participate would congregate inside the largest room of the house with the men sitting on the inner circle and the other people in attendance, we would sit on the outside, kind of like a support system. And the questions that were asked ranged from what was your first sexual experience like, to how do you define masculinity, to how does masculine and vulnerability connect? But really the overall vibe that I got is that it's 
quite similar to group therapy, except in a much more personable and relaxing and cool environment. And actually it reminded me of a very important conversation that I had when I was on my BDSM and kink tour this past summer, which was with the owner of a more for your pleasure. And it was about her son. So she and I got into a conversation and she was telling me about how in one of her son's classes, the teacher was explaining and providing all these details for all these resources where women could go if they were in trouble or if they needed support or if they needed to escape a difficult or violent situation, which is great. But actually her son asked the teacher where the resources were for the men who were in that similar situation. And the teacher didn't have an answer. And I feel like the reason why it got brought up is because as I was listening to some of the answers that were going on, it's quite clear that we don't promote a lot of resources for men that are in situations that need help, which, you know, between that conversation and what I witnessed, it really shines a spotlight that men don't have many places to be this vulnerable and talk about these topics openly, especially when it comes to trauma and vulnerability and emotions. Men, in my opinion, they're just held to a different standard than to women. And it just seems more socially acceptable for women to speak on their vulnerabilities and emotions and trauma. But for men, they're expected to just bear it or just keep it to themselves. And I think a huge part of that, or at least why it is reinforced that way, is because we don't offer those options to men, or at least not in the same way that we do with women. So really, in some cases, they don't have a choice which is why an event like this is so important because we need to do things to protect our young boys and men, and we need to give them a space where they can share too. And just to be clear, I'm not saying that we take away women's resources for help, but it's clear that the help support and resources for men in the same situations are very disproportionate to women. And it's definitely time to balance this out. And we need to remember that we can hold two thoughts at the same time. We can be compassionate about girls and women, and we can also be compassionate towards vulnerable boys and men at the same time. But the fact is, we are so desperately of need for more spaces for men to be able to talk about their truths, to talk about their emotions, to talk about their vulnerabilities. And the idea that only women go through these tough times is ridiculous and quite destructive. I also think that this type of event is something that we can all do and share with each other. For instance, let's say you have a large group of friends or you know some acquaintances that you can connect with. Why not create a space for one night where you all get together and just be there for each other and share pains and vulnerabilities and truly hold space for each other because it's so incredibly healing and powerful. But, you know, keep in mind, obviously, this isn't your typical party, right? Typical parties are traditionally like super happy and everyone's pretending to be the most cheery version of themselves. But this kind of a party or event, people are happy, like don't get me wrong, but they're also able to share struggles that they're going through, which brings in quite a different vibe and opens up avenues for different type of connection. But I want to be clear that this isn't something where people come and just complain. You know, we're not complaining about the weather or our jobs or anything like that. People were really sharing deep pains and concerns that they have had or what they're having. 
And this isn't a space where people come to gossip or talk about superficial annoyances, right? And regardless of what you call it, you know, whether it's a men's circle or a sharing circle or group therapy, I believe that all of these things have several overlapping factors. And a big one that they all have is that it gives a ton of social support and this intense feeling of community, which is a need that we all have, right? Hierarchy, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? We need a sense of community. But these opportunities also provide different perspectives on things. Because there were many, many different people from many different backgrounds and different places of the world that shared different things that had happened to them. And by having diverse perspectives, you know, we're all able to learn from them and we're all able to broaden our own perspectives on things. And in some cases, or at least in my opinion, and what I felt is that I had an opportunity to practice gratefulness because for some of those things, I was on the other side of pain or I know that I maybe could have related, but I had got to the other side. But if you aren't on the other side of that pain and maybe you're still in it, then these type of experiences can help you feel that you're not alone, right? Because when we share experiences with others who are going through similar challenges, it does show us that we're not alone, which helps us to reduce our feelings of shame and maybe some stigmas that are associated with these issues in the first place. And that's what we need. We need to remind ourselves that we are not the only ones going through pain and suffering and that when you connect and share to other people on that level, you, you do feel better. You're like, wow, like I can lean on someone else. And even still other forms of growth can happen within this. I feel like group therapy sessions are talking about, you know, things that happen to you in a group setting can help you with interpersonal communication. Because when you speak in front of a group, we're able to work on our communication style. It's a good place to learn how to express ourselves more effectively. And it gives us a chance to learn how to assert our needs and navigate social interactions because we're in a safe and supportive environment. Plus, I think group therapy or talking in a group is also cheaper than most therapies, right? And what's different about talking in a group therapy versus, you know, single or on your own you get an opportunity to receive feedback, but not just from your therapist, but also from your peers. And when you have multi-source feedback, you know, it can also give you a better understanding of our issues. And you're more likely to be given multiple ways on how to help yourself. And talking in a group comes with many benefits, but I do want you to remember that it might not always be the best fit for everyone or every type of issue. The appropriateness of group therapy or an event like this really depends on the individual needs on your preferences, and the nature of the mental health concerns being addressed. But for those of you who are thinking, you know what, this is something I want to explore, or I want to do, or even for the people that are sitting on the fence, I want to share with you some tips that I think would help you when you do decide to go. First and foremost, you have to respect confidentiality. What is shared in the group needs to stay in the group, and this is to help create a safe and trusting environment. And truthfully, it's not your job to tell other people's stories. Your job when going to a circle like this, whether it's for men, women, or any other type of topic, is just to be there, hold space, give support, and listen. Secondly, you need to be open-minded. You need to be open-minded about what you're going to hear. Because what you might hear might shock you, take you by surprise, 
It might come out of left field, you know, so you need to be willing to listen to other people's perspective without judgment. Everyone in life, not just in this event, is on their own journey and judgment is just going to get in the way of the therapeutic process. My third tip is that you're really going to need to practice active listening. Because, you know, sometimes when people are sharing very powerful and meaning things, it can be a lot. You know, we might want to just switch off or just stop listening because it's too much. And of course, if it is too much, I want you to know that you can just get up and leave, right? You don't need to stay there. You don't need to stay in a place where you're being triggered. But if you do decide to stay in the room, if you do decide to stay there, you truly have to be present. And you need to focus on what the person is saying without formulating response in your head. Active listening is all about reflecting on the words that are being said and not about giving an answer back. My fourth tip is to be honest and authentic. Being honest and authentic will help you to create a more genuine and supportive connection, but also being authentic and honest, it also creates genuine and supportive atmosphere. Plus, I feel that the people that attend these very honest open circles can really just like smell fakeness as soon as it walks in the door. So it's just best not to do that. And of course, living honestly and authentically is a life skill. It's not easy, but it's necessary, right? Another big tip that you're going to need to know before you go to one of these things is the importance of using I statements. I statements help us to avoid generalization, and it gives people the opportunity and responsibility to take ownership of what they're talking about. Even at this event, if someone were to say we or they or like this generalized statement, the circle leader would stop them and remind them to say I. And I think this is great. And I definitely think this is a key concept that I took away from the event and something that I'm going to take some time to notice about how even I talk. Like I want to be more in control of the statements that I say. Next is, even though participants are asked to share, don't feel pressured to share if you don't want to. If you don't want to share, or if someone doesn't want to share, then you can respect those boundaries. Typically, most people only want to share things with whom they trust, and trust takes time. So you can share at your own pace and respect the confidentiality of others who don't want to share too. Because really, like you don't have to share. For instance, I was there in a physical manner, right? this was a men's circle. We were there in a physical manner, which is fine because being there for other people in a physical manner is also good. For example, one of the circles was ended with a group hug, which is great because we had that physical intimacy of touch and that, you know, care. And I know I've mentioned this before, but physical touch is a very big one for me, right? So even if someone doesn't say anything or maybe they don't know what to say, but they still give me a hug, I still receive that sense that that person is there for me. My last tip is be sure to take some time afterwards to relax, reflect, and recharge. Listening to other people's pains and sufferings is hard. That energy can sink into your energy. And even if you're there for someone, it's heavy, right? So you need to make sure that you take care of yourself and give yourself time to reflect and process what you just went through and what you heard. Because being there again, like being there for people is so fucking hard. It's difficult. And whether you know them or not, sometimes you're going to hear something that might stir something inside of you. And you don't know how you're going to react or feel until after those things are said. And even still say someone says something that 
maybe like made you uncomfortable or maybe you're like, oh, I have this like negativity energy coming from and maybe you push it down because you're present, but that could resurface even up to a few days later, right? So you really need to watch yourself after these type of things to make sure that you're protecting and recharging your energy. In order to fill someone else's cup, you need to make sure that your cup is also filled, right? But overall, I had, you know, an absolute blast at this event and I met some incredible people that I know that I will be collaborating with in the future or at least, you know, at the very least hanging out and seeing again. And if you do have an opportunity to go to a men's circle or go to say like a group therapy on something that speaks to you, I highly encourage you to do it, whether that's to be a support system for someone else or for you to share your story. The people at this event or these type of events they're really there for you. They're for each other. They're ready to take on the weight. You know, they want to make space for you. They don't want to be judgmental. No one's ridiculing each other. It's truly just a space for each other to show other sides of ourselves and specifically more our vulnerable side. Now, when it comes to men who take baths, I absolutely love what they do love what they stand for. And I will be following closely with this journey. And I'm so glad that I've gotten connected with them. It just speaks volumes to a lot of things that I love. And I hope that you take some time to check them out too, because they really are incredible in the message that they're trying to do. And I love the creative way that they're doing it. And I will put, you know, the link in the description for that. And, you know, again, I was happy to be part of all this and I can't wait for the next time I can do something like this again. And I was thinking about it, and I really think that I could host something like this, especially for kinky wellness, but you let me know what you think about that. Should the partition make a kinky wellness circle? I think so. Obviously, I think so. And I hope you do too. But in the meantime, uh, another event that I'm doing is at the X Club this weekend. So come check me out. And if you're in the Mississauga area, because on December 1st and the 2nd, X Club will be hosting their XO Vendors Night, which I'm excited for. Friday, December 1st is their newbie night and Saturday, December 2nd is the hot Saturday night. So yes, come out and say hello and explore your kinkier side. I will put the tickets and the information in the description. But as for next week, Lala from Lala's Bedtime Stales is going to be back here again. I'm so excited to have her. I always have a great time with her. And we're going to have a candid conversation on the hidden powers of erotic writing and audio. So be sure to tune into that. That will be fun. But as for this episode of my little update, you know, that's it for me. I hope that you have a great rest of your week and I will chat with you on Monday. Sending lots of love and as always, stay kinky.